You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. Game week 24 done and dusted. And I should have captained Diogo Jota. To recap game week 24 and get ready for game week 25. Game week 24, um, my captain choices all hit except the one captain that I eventually picked, which is always so annoying. And I thought that would potentially happen. I recommended Kane, Kevin De Bruyne, and uh, Diogo Jota as the options for game week 24. And I was going to captain Kane. Turns out Kane was a dud and points were everywhere but Kane. I had Ramsey on the bench, wasting away. I had Broja on the bench, wasting away. I had Jota who gave me the points, thank God. I also had Bowen who gave me the points, thank God. And KDB who also then gave points. My entire mid uh, defense also showed up, trying to the clean sheets, Laporte and Cancelo with a clean sheet. So it's just frustrating to me how I'm able to pick all these players who are providing points and I'm just wasting them away some way, shape or form. Grand total of 67, I could easily have gotten to 84 if I had just done the right things in terms of the players I should have started and those I should have benched. Uh, for example, Otten Edward, for whatever reason, did not start, even though I said specifically that minutes could be a challenge. And so it proved he hadn't completed the entire games prior to Zaha coming back. And it so proved that it seems Edward needed a rest. And so... He came off the bench instead. So I'm now going to have to rest Edward. And I'm worried that instead of resting him now, he will get started and another round of points will be on my bench again. But whatever, it's FBL. I'm just going to move on and close my eye, move him on much later. All right, let's get right into game week 24. Starting with the first game of the game week, Newcastle 3, Everton 1. Newcastle significantly more improved. It's clear with all the purchases they've made. And the spirit, the belief, this is their first game, uh, first two wins back-to-back of the season. Uh, goals from Joe Frazier, Trippier with a wonderful free kick. Uh, Frazier also with an assist, Lascelles with an assist and an own goal. And St. Maximal with an assist as well, should have probably had a goal too. On the Everton side, it was a Lascelles own goal, of course, already mentioned. But Holgate with an assist and an own goal from the same Mason Holgate as well. So interesting game. Newcastle look like they are going to show up quite well. Interesting stat I noticed in the last couple of games, I think last four, Newcastle's defense is now one of the better defenses statistically, right behind only Manchester City, Arsenal. Those are the only two teams better than them defensively in the last four games, or at least since January the 7th. So Newcastle significantly more improved um, going forward. Um, it's, it's just it's impressive what Eddie Howe is actually doing uh, in terms of underlying numbers especially from a defensive standpoint, but now even starting to score on the other side as well. So we'll see how Newcastle fare in their next game. Of course, in this game, they play Aston Villa, who are a wonderful test for them. So we'll see how they perform against a rampant Aston Villa with Coutinho. We'll get to him in a second. West Ham won Watford nil. Quick thing to mention here, Emmanuel Dennis has not scored since the AFCON debacle. Very, very interesting. For those who have Emmanuel Dennis, I'm curious to what you're trying to do with him. I have gotten rid and I've just moved on from anything Watford related. Don't want to speak of them again. After the wonderful negative that Dennis gave us in that double game week, just not going to speak of anything Watford anytime soon. And I wish them a wonderful time in the championship. Anyways, um, Jared Bowen with the goal. Lanzini with the assist. Jared Bowen, currently the most informed player from an FBO perspective. And it seems even from January the 7th, 
um, going forward, Bowen is just the most informed player, has the most expected goals, expected assists since January the 7th. So if you are considering anywhere to put your captaincy, Bowen does not look like a bad shout at any time, even though, of course, there are better players than him in front of him. But right now, um, Jared Bowen is the one. Expected to score 3.5 goals since January the 7th. I scored four. So I don't know what else you want from a midfielder, especially one that is priced at 7.0. Very cheap, um, relatively, and providing the goods. He plays Leicester, who is one of the most atrocious defenses in the league at this time. Got spanked again by Liverpool 2 0, which we'll get to in a quick sec. But again, they play Leicester next. I'm very wor- I'm worried that Leicester, um, the Leicester will just again leak a bunch of goals to West Ham. Anyways, moving on. Burnley won, Manchester United won. Um, the goal from Pogba, assist from Shaw. And on the Burnley side, Rodriguez with the assist from Veghurst. So Veghurst at 6.5, wonderful player. He was a baller throughout the game. Seemed to be a problem. Now he plays Liverpool, who should give him a firm test. But if he's able to provide points against Liverpool, I don't know what else we're looking for. I think for me anyways, he'll be a wonderful straight swap for Hudson Edward. But I'm also considering Ida, who I will get to in a second, over at Norwich. Um... On the United side, uh, Bruno had an assist wiped off due, due to a foul, and I say foul with an air quote here, uh, with Maguire blocking off a Burnley player. It could easily have been an assist for Bruno. I would have gotten some points from Bruno. But going forward, Manchester United do have a double game week in game week 25. They play Southampton at the beginning of the Saturday and then close out the game week on Tuesday against Brighton. So United come firmly into perspective here, even though they've not been lucky at all they've quite improved in terms of their attacking output goals they should have scored but still um as the hair said it seems like they are cursed at this time but i'm still going to trust them one more time one final time before i move on from my united assets into salah but i'll again come into that once we start reviewing game 25 manchester city two brentford nil kevin de Bruyne one shot one goal these are things you love to see um Mares as well, one penalty, one goal. Things you love to see. Sterling, two assists. So that firmly puts Mares back into contention. It seems like um, Mares and Sterling are the two players to look out for if you will not go Kevin De Bruyne. But as we know, Kevin De Bruyne is so integral to this team and is in rich vein of form. Um, in the last three games, hasn't blanked at all. If you extend that back six games, he's only blanked once in the last six. Against Leicester, had a goal. Against Brentford, an assist, and still had two bonus points. Against Arsenal, the blank which we talked about already, but against Chelsea, goal and three bonus points. Against Southampton, um, an assist and three bonus points. Brentford, a goal and three bonus points. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Kevin De Bruyne at 12.2, currently scoring and, and claiming all bonus points. He plays Norwich next. I'm not going to captain him just because I have Bruno, as I've already mentioned, but still, man, if you can get Kevin De Bruyne in some way, shape or form, he is dangerous and he's a man on a mission. I think they're just trying to close out the Premier League quickly so they can focus on the Champions League again. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. And if Kevin De Bruyne is available, he will play. Norwich won. Crystal Palace won. The goal from Zaha with an assist from Molisa. And of course, Zaha then went on to miss a penalty on top of that. So he could easily have had, a go- uh, could have had two goals against Norwich. He could have had a brace easily quite easily if he had not just slipped. So Zaha 6.8, back from AFCON, back on the score sheet. On the north side, the goal was from Puki and a gentleman named Adam Ida with the assist 4.9. Has not blanked in the last three. Goal against Everton in game of 22, an assist at Watford and now an assist at Crystal Palace. 
Adam Ida, 4.9. A budget forward who can enable you to get, you know, the Kevin De Bruyne's of the world, the Salas of the world, who's also going to be a problem uh, soon enough, you know, back to regularly scheduled FPL. So if you're trying to get back in, Adam Ida could easily enable you to go grab those guys, 4.9. Keep in mind, of course, they play Manchester City in game of 25 and Liverpool in game of 26. But after that, it's Southampton, Brentford and Leeds. So at that point, you could potentially play him, but it gives you so much option and so much budget to go get those attacking players. Spurs, two, Southampton, three. Goal from Spurs side, Hyung Min Son with an own goal from Bednarek, while on the Southampton side, Adams, El Yunusi, and Armando Broja with the goals. In terms of the assists, James were proud back in the points again. James were proud. Just for me, Southampton's player of the season, of course. Uh, I understand it's from the midfield with all these spectacular free kicks and what have you, but still, what Proud put in two beautiful crosses, scored the same exact way. James or Prowse, 6.4. You can also go on Mando Broja, 5.2, if you're not going to go for either. I think Broja is just a monster in the making. Currently priced at 5.3. Southampton play Manchester United next. The single game is 25. Game 26, Everton, Norwich, Aston Villa, Watford, Burnley, and Leeds. So that's Southampton's next couple of games. And Broja looks to be the one. Um, the assist column for Spurs, Lucas Moura, and Hoiberg. Moving on to the next game of the game week, Aston Villa 3, Leeds 3. Um, one of the things I noticed, of course, about Aston Villa, their fullbacks are providing assists. Long time ago, at least not, not so long ago now, two game weeks ago, it was the turn of Luca Dean to give an assist. This time in game 24, it was Matty Cash who then provided the assist. So you can see that um, in terms of Gerard's style of play, the fullbacks are very integral and provide a lot of balls into the box. So it could easily be Luca Dean at, uh, it could easily be Luca Dean or Matty Cash at 5.1. Um, otherwise though, the other name I want to mention, Jacob Ramsey, 4.7. He had a brace. I had him and I wasted him away on my bench. He has now scored in the last three games at United, a goal and assist. And now against Leeds with two goals. He's also scored previously in game week 17 against Norwich. Five goals on the season from a player who is priced at only 4.7. Quite impressive. Aston Villa played Newcastle, Watford, Brighton, and Southampton next. So certainly a place to go. On the Leeds side, James, Dan James, if you remember him from Manchester United, two goals against um, Aston Villa. And of course, Llorente, Diego, Diego Llorente in defense with the other goal as well. Um, assists from Rodrigo and Streak on the Leeds side. Liverpool to Leicester, no, already talked about Leicester being atrociously bad, defensively anyways. Jota with two goals, the assist from Matip and Van Dijk. So the two centre-backs providing the assists. Can you imagine that happening while Trent and Robertson were on the same field? Unbelievable scenes. But anyways, that aside, Salah came on and could easily have scored two goals again. Even though Salah only played 23 minutes, he had the most XG of anyone on the pitch, even with 23 minutes played itself so that tells you that Salah is still on fine form and is ready and willing to score very worried of not having him in game 25 because I'm trying to buy him in game 26 and triple captain him but again we'll discuss that quickly in a couple minutes final game of the game week Wolves nil Arsenal won uh, the goal was from Gabriel with the assist from Lacazette um, Arsenal again with a red card this time to Martinelli so Arsenal now have more red cards than goals in 
2022. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. In terms of captains for game week 25, let's get right into it as we can plan out what we want to do for the coming game week. For me, I've got Bruno at the top of my list. He has a double game week. Um, and so that puts him firmly as my captain. I just think you have two chances to score. Southampton are a very good team. Keep in mind they've held, um, they've beaten Tottenham. They held Man City to a draw. So certainly Southampton are capable of holding Manchester United to either a draw or a win in Southampton's favor. But my point here is I think Southampton still concede. They have not kept a clean sheet since game week 16. Actually, I'm wrong. Uh, they've not kept a clean sheet in so long now that it actually doesn't show up on the FBL board, actually since uh, further away or something like that. So Southampton do not keep clean sheets in general. They just concede point blank period. It's not a matter of how do they now perform once they've conceded. They still get points, of course, but they concede goals for fun in general. They conceded three. It's considered two at Tottenham, obviously considered the one at City, but even against Wolves, considered three. Brentford conceded the one, Tottenham again one, um, West Ham conceded two. So quite frankly, Southampton will concede. That is a given at this point. It's not a matter of will they go on to win or not. Brighton are a better defensive team, of course, than Southampton. But keep in mind, Manchester United play both games at Old Trafford. I think they find a way to score. And I think Bruno is the one, is the top performer of the team. And hopefully he takes penalties, even if Ronaldo is on the field. Now keep in mind, if you're not going to go Bruno, Obviously, Ronaldo becomes the other option. My worry now is it seems like they're starting to rest him. Last game out, he did not start. He came off the bench. I think he starts one of two games, but I don't know that he starts both games the way I think Bruno starts both. Also talked about Kevin De Bruyne already. Uh, currently, a points and bonus points magnet taking all three bonus points in the last three games of Manchester City. They play Norwich, who are one of the worst teams in the league. And the gulf between Manchester City and Norwich is going to become so apparent very soon. Um, I'm just so worried that if Bruno doesn't do the needful over two games, I might end up regretting it. Again, considering KDB has shown me three times without failure, he will take all bonus points. I don't know what else I'll be looking for. Um, the other captain choice I'm talking about now against Leicester, of course, is Jared Bowen. Already talked about his attacking threats, talked about Leicester's defense being so abysmally bad. I don't think I need to beat that horse anymore. If you don't want to go with those guys for whatever reason, of course, I will give you the alternatives. Kane against Wolves, simply because he's Kane. Even though he did not perform against Southampton, it's still Harry Kane. He's still in better form than he has been all season. Um, currently still the most informed player, I think, as a striker anyways. But still, it's his Wolves and they only generally concede one or less. So it's either going to be one goal or less, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be hopeful. I'm just going to leave Kane on my on my bench. Oh, sorry, on my, in my starting eleven, hoping for something. I don't particularly care how much. But still, I think my days of captaining strikers is now done for the rest of the season. I'm just going to leave it across Bruno, Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, Jota, or Jared Bowen till the end of the season. I think I'm done with strikers the rest of this season. I'm just going to keep it pushing that way. Of course, Hyung Min Son, if you're not going to go for Kane, being in your team is also not a bad shout, but there are only so many midfielders you can have. So if you can get Son in your midfield, then obviously Kane is the one. Um, of course, we have to talk about Salah and Jota as options as well. Salah is back. Or he talked about how in 23 minutes could have had two goals in the same game against Leicester. Now they play Burnley. I think Liverpool have a lot of catching up to do and they will do the need for putting Burnley to the sword. So Jota 
or Salah could also be captaincy choices if you're not going to go for any of the already mentioned players. And then finally, Borussia against Manchester United. United, of course, are probably going to win because they're at home and odds suggest that they're going to win. But keep in mind, Southampton find a way to score in general as well. One of the more attacking teams recently. All right, quickly, let's look at some stats. I'm just going to share with you. Since January the 7th, some of the worst defenses in the league. It's very interesting some things when, when you just look at the expected goals and what have you from a stats perspective. All right, let's start with worst defenses from the last five. So top five worst defenses from January the 7th. All right, Brentford at the worst currently conceded 14 expected to concede nine. And so you can see how bad they've actually fallen from even when they expected to concede. Leicester uh, next, expected to concede eight, conceded only six. So still abysmally bad, but it is what it is. They should have conceded a lot, a lot more. Southampton are next uh, in terms of goals they conceded, conceded nine, uh, conceded seven, sorry. Conceded seven, we're expected to concede 6.3. So Southampton are next. Norwich next at 5.97, considered in fact four. So it seems like they're doing better than they should be, but again, they play Manchester City. So the fact that they've considered fewer goals is going to be exposed against Manchester City. And then finally, round to round the things out is Aston Villa, who expected to concede five and considered five. So that is your statistically worst top five teams. So if you want to take um, against them, that's fine. Best teams going forward in the last couple of games. Um, keep in mind, Arsenal, of course, I've not played that many games. So Arsenal is first, I suppose, conceded only one goal, conceded none against the January 7th. They've only played two games in that span. Um, against Chelsea as well. Chelsea, obviously, not available to play. Manchester City, Liverpool, and Brighton um, round things out. And then I'm just going to add Wolves, since Chelsea doesn't isn't featured in this list as they are away for the club World Cup. So Wolves are also a very, very good defensive outfit. Um, sneakily, <laughs> Newcastle is also top seven. So just FYI, like I said already, Newcastle significantly improved. All right, let's look at scorers. Of course, top scorers in the same span, Liverpool, Manchester United, West Ham, Tottenham, and Leeds. So just in terms of expecting to score, those guys are just monsters. But in terms of teams who have actually scored the most, would you know it? Southampton is number one with nine goals. Keep in mind they played an extra game on a couple of people, but still, in terms of people who have scored the most in the last couple of games, Southampton scoring nine since January the 7th, Liverpool eight, United, Manchester United seven, Leeds with six, Aston Villa six, Norwich at six, all tied. So a number of teams scoring quite a lot. All right, finally, to round down this podcast, let's just look at some news from... Um, press conferences for game week 25. All right, starting over at Brighton, Graham Potter confirms Trossard and McAllister are available, so they should be back and available. Enoch Mwipu and Jeremy Sarmiento remain out. Watford side, no fresh injury concerns from game week 25. Peter Etebo and Kwaduba are back in training and edging closer to return, while Rob Elliott is fit and Nicholas Nkulu remains out. So that is Watford side. North side, Dean Smith confirms that Josh Sargent is fit, but both Ozan Kabak and Omar Bamidele remain out. Matthias Norman may not be ready for, the, for a start, while Lucas Rupp, who had a hamstring, felt a slight tweak and isn't, was in risk in game with 24. Newcastle signed Eddie Howe will make a late call on Kieran Trippier, but doesn't think it is a long-term injury. Matt Target is ineligible to face Villa, while Federico Fernandez and Callum Wilson remain out. 
Paul Dummett is nearing a return. Liverpool side, Sadio will come now this morning for training. I assume he will be in full training and then we'll make a decision after that. How he feels emotionally, he'll still be flying, but physically we will have to see. Lead side on Marcos, uh, from Marcelo Bielsa, he says, Phillips, Cooper, Furpo and Bamford, like in the game against Aston Villa, won't be considered for the game against Everton. So that's Leeds side. Crystal Palace, Vieira confirms that Nathan Ferguson has picked up a hamstring injury, so will be out between five and six months. Jekko Kuyate is back in contention after returning from AFCON duty. Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, Gabriel Jesus and Cole Palmer. Those two are still out. I think Gabriel Jesus is coming back soon, hopefully. Burnley, Maxwell Kone will be fine. I'm sure of that. That's the only thing about Kone. Everton, Frank Lampard says... Yerimina is, um, is an unfortunate injury, which will probably be eight to 10 weeks. Yikes. Damari Gray won't be fit for Leeds. A minor knock around his hip. Hopefully, we'll be expecting him to be fit for next week with some luck. Southampton side, Raf Hassan Hotel. We have used the time so far for recovery. So far, good for a recovery, yes. Still a few games, not too fresh, but it's normal. Second day after a game, we have another 24 hours, enough so that... Tomorrow we are in good shape. Spurs side, Antonio Conte confirms that Eric Dyer, Oliver Skip, and Jafet Tanganga all remain out for Spurs. Conte says that Hyung uh, Min Son and Christian Romero will play, despite there being this being their third start in a week after injury. Brentford side, Thomas Frank confirms Eriksen will not be available for the Brentford game against Crystal Palace. The midfielder will feature behind closed doors. Uh, to build up his fitness. So that is Ericsson not yet ready to go. And finally, West Ham. Devin Moyes on Kurt Zuma. Yes, he's available to play against Leicester. His different views on whether he should play or not. We as a club took the decision that we make him available and I stand by that. Well, if you know the story going around Zuma, of course, this is quite a lot of controversy, whatever. But still, Zuma will play and it is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. May your arrows be green. Um, and man, may the odds be in your favor. I'll catch you on the other side. Hopefully, hopefully Bruno has not pissed me off the same way Kane has now just completely removed me from Captain and Strikers. I'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye.